ghosts and ghouls, succubi and pegasi, hot dogs and old style. Welcome to the Chicago Table. The pudding court has fallen, but the party has given little time to celebrate as the drow army has made its presence known at the front gate of Blingdenstone. The Howling Dark now must prepare for a battle of much larger proportions than that with which they are familiar. Cheers, by the way. Cheers, boys. Cheers. Oh, oh my fucking God. Helm's deep, baby. <laughs> I don't, there's never been a cheers that's made on an episode, I don't think. It's probably good. Deleted it all. Well, that's you being an asshole. <laughs> Okay. I like it. Last time, when you all were in Blingdenstone, um, you were basically told that there has to be a task force sent to the northeast part of the city where the oozes were because upon meeting your new companion, uh, Lauren Rocktiller, um, the Durgar cleric of the sun, ironically, kind of sun, moon, moon. moon, moon I'm moon. sorry, moon, but light, softer, softer sunlight. Yeah, <laughs> not <laughs> as aggressive. Yeah, um, uh, he told you that uh, there are many drow stationed outside of the city, like hundred, at least a hundred, in addition to their monstrosities that they've been traveling with, and they are setting up camp and they are creating essentially an embargo around Blingdenstone, trying to starve out the city from any trading. To get you all, you could presume, because they are, based on what Dro recognized, they are Ilvara's forces, the one who originally enslaved you all. Um, so you uh, took up um, Senny's offer to go take out the Pudding King, and you all fucked him up pretty badly. It was not much of a fight. Um, and uh, yeah, we got kind of fucked up. I got lucky because both my characters in a row have had a resistance to poison. <laughs> yeah, yeah. TJ, for like when we destroyed him, I know something's changed. Like he changed from being this goblin to, or from a pudding, half pudding dude to a, this goblinoid. Do did we? It was see never a goblinoid. He was a gnome, and he he could constantly shift between being pudding and gnome. And what he did Delicious. when he died, he melted into ooze, and he told you that. Basically, the wedding of Dweeblex and Zugtmoy is on its way. But that he will eat her banquet, is what he said. Good. But gross. did we see that like, when, when we left and stuff? Was uh, were oozes melting yes. away or just like being destroyed? Yes. Yes. So while you all were winning, his the control he had over the oozes kind of made them a lot weaker, and the forces between the were-rats and the uh, Neblin guard led by Sark won. They lost some, obviously, so the numbers did dwindle, um, but the battle was won, and the oozes either melted or left um, yeah, and, all around the pudding And court. they stopped, like, uh, actually, like, destroying the structures yes. and stuff like that, so it's yep. like they kind of neutralized, I guess. You all completely and utterly took care of that particular... Um, Infiltration of Blingdon's inner Blingdenstone, so that part is essentially safe now. Uh-huh. Um, now I'm not city. saying that all Blingdenstone is safe. We got the city back only to be invaded. Yeah, <laughs> well, well, not only that, but there's other things that you all haven't quite taken care of yet, such as Ogre Mox Bane, right, right, um, and, and some other things that were mentioned. Uh, I don't want to go too far, but um, 
So, so, so it's not a perfect city at all. And remember, Bleeding Stone is still being rebuilt. You know, it's only they've only really claimed it for um, the past couple of years. Um, so, you know, Rome wasn't built in a day, and uh, definitely wasn't rebuilt in a day either. So, where we left off was you all having a victorious um, chant and yell for victory against the Pudding King and his, basically his god, Jweeblex, you heard that name. Um, and as you all chanted together in victory, as Lauren's sunlight bared across, moonlight, I'm sorry, moonlight yeah. bared across you all in victory, you heard an explosion from the gate and Sark turned to you and said, seems that the battle of Blingdenstone is begin beginning sooner than we thought. Now, metagame a little bit, you all know that Lauren told you it's gonna be several days before the drow can really attack in full force. Where we're at right now is you have time to plan and you have time to prep and you have downtime. So that's largely what this session will be. Right. Um, I want to begin with Dro and in his head because Dro, you hear Sark say that and I think he catches eyes with you as there is a lot of history between the drow and the Sferfneblin and between the drow of Menzo Baranzin and the drow, or the, the Sferfneblin of Blingdenstone in particular. And you've come kind of at the end of the sword at one point when you first entered the city. And now he's looking at you as an ally. And I'm curious what Dro feels about that. Yeah, um, it's heavy, Dro. You know, it's been a long road to get to Blingenstone with a lot of destruction in the past. Basically, from the beginning, the Tomb of Heim, <laughs> Shlublidop, you know, endlessly being pursued, Gracklestow, Neverlake Grove. Velkenvelve. Velkenvelve. Um, all with this new group, and uh, it all led to Blingenstone. So Dro is extremely extremely conflicted. He always hated the drow for what they did to him, but never really knew or owned what they did to others. So now he's still ruled by his madness, and one of which is, you know, his wants and desires rule all. And since he kind of found out what the drow had done to the Snurf Nebelin, just he's been kind of taken over by guilt and has wanted and desired to kind of treat the citizens of Blingmanstone and their lives with like paramount importance and wants to truly protect them from the drow and is kind of just feels this endless guilt and this is something that he could clamor onto and and make some excuse me make some amends for the things that his people have done to their people in the past and then being welcomed into the city just adds more guilt on top of it all you used to hunt with your father right yeah um you have a memory of you and your father sitting around this camp when you were out with a strike force with mostly male drow, which again, you're in a matriarchy, um, like a cultish matriarchy. Um, and your dad is sitting there and he's, he's taking a stone to another stone and creating arrowheads. And he just, you know, sometimes 
when your dad says something drunkenly and you're like, what does that mean? I'm too young to understand that. Mm-hmm. In his stories and in his, I'm not saying he's wasted, but he's just kind of rambling. He just says, sometimes guilt is the prime motivator. And he kind of catches himself and he's like, never, never mind, never mind, Drew. You have that moment in your head. What do you do now? I think the victory of the past battle kind of leaves him and now it's, what was that explosion? We need to get everybody safe. We need to figure out what our plans are and kind of goes into action mode and loses the celebratory and I would think would turn to his new pack, his new party and, and you know, want to get eyes on what the explosion was and start going into prep and defense mode. Yeah, things turn chaotic quickly. You all start to see this fur fambling around you, start to panic and run back to the gate. Some of them are gathering up supplies, helping wounded up. The were-rats are still transformed into little fucking gnomish were-rats, helping each other up, um, trying to check the dead and stuff like that. So chaos is happening, and Sark actually looks at you all and says, I'm going to go back to the gate. Uh, uh, Do what you need to do. I trust you all. Please help us save our city. Thanks for all you've done. He's going to take off. I have a, I have a quick question. Uh, does uh, Dro uh, absentmindedly finger the uh, arrowhead in his pocket from that crazy person that we encountered? Ooh. So we'll have to do a little bonus episode for the arrowheads guy. Because that was that, that was a pretty... Yeah. Weird fucking thing that happened to us. So for listeners, Dro at one point found a person who talked a lot about somebody who shot many arrows, who was a drow, um, and uh, gave Dro an arrowhead, and he kept on repeating arrowheads, arrowheads, arrowheads. That was not recorded, but we could we could definitely do a recap oh, yeah. of that on as a bonus or something like that. That's pretty, that's pretty good. That's a that's pretty good time. Yeah, I think that's Kratz's, <laughs> that's Kratz's decision. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I like that too. This absentmindedly goes to it. Um, and, and player forgot about that for a little bit in the past, but definitely has like a safety blanket just rubbing his thumb over the the just the arrowhead that lies in his in his pouch. That arrowhead does feel different than the other arrowheads. In fact, it's not attached to a shaft or it doesn't have, it's not feathered or anything. It's not ready to go. But um, yeah, you do have that in your pocket. Uh, The rest of you all are free to do whatever you want. There is a little bit of chaos ensuing around you as people are running around, helping others up. Some are running to the gates after the explosion. We don't have enough people to stop them if what Lauren said is true. If there's really a hundred of them plus the Quagas and the Driders, there's no chance. We need more. We need to recruit more people to this fight. Uh, who can we recruit? Or do we just... There's... Lauren, you said there was... You traveled with a party of twelve? Yes, but only six of them are warriors at best. Our best bet is the Stoneclave Enclave. Or Stonecutter Enclave. Stonecutter Enclave is a great idea. Also the ghosts. We could potentially... What was... This? Jin, uh, Jin. Yard, Yadger, Yadger, yeah. Yadger. Yes, it was Yadger, and uh, there was also Pelic, and then Jin was pretty sure there's other ghosts. But uh, don't get your hopes up, cause Jin is found out they are fairly useless. Are they pretty spooky? <laughs> uh, 
I don't know if you've ever had the experience with the uh, ghost of Blingdon Stone, Lauren Rock Taylor, uh, but they call themselves, they say to you in their ears, I am so spooky. And then, right. you, then you just are like, no, you're, you're just useless. You, they don't know directions. They can't get you anywhere. They pretty don't help out. I'm the gin is just sorry. Well, they're, they're a resource nonetheless. We could outfit them with some job capable of their standards. It's the last time I got anything from them, it was a pair of bracelets that our dead friend has on now. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> well, even if they may be useless... They could be useful in their perhaps usefulness or usefulness. Yeah, <laughs> you mean uselessness, useful and uselessness, right? Yes, perhaps their ways could be useful for us. Maybe the draw has never seen the spooky ghosts of Blingdenstone before, and they come out of the walls and go ooh. And, and yes. Well, that's the other thing. Lorne's intel already has proved very useful, but somewhat imprecise they've already started attacking the gate by the sounds of it I would love to get out there and and get a good look at what we're dealing with see how many they are see where they're positioned see what kind of war machines what kind of war beasts they have I think once we talk to Sark and see the damage see how much time we have I would like to get out there and do a proper scouting mission you all are having a very tactical uh sort of uh, lucid conversation amongst yourselves and just for a moment you hear on this side uh, no that doesn't go there somebody's trying to shove a leg onto where an arm once was there's just like a wreckage of fucking bodies (laughs) around that were just destroyed by oozes some people are losing their shit Uh, one guy is shoving the guts into his friend's body being like you're okay buddy you're okay he's gonna make it you love that that Uh stuffing Guts back. It's so funny. <laughs> you guys, uh, you guys, we have to take care of this. Can we, can we know take a walk do and do some, look, do some mercy stuff? I would not also be ignorant to the fact that perhaps one of my companions has been captured and perhaps has given the information that they know what's in here. A mole. No. Right. Rather, rather not die than let a bunch of Smurf Melvin die. I am a Durgar, after all. Dro, uh, let us uh, mercy kill the wounded here together. Mercy kill. If, if they are deserving, but uh, while we walk and kill, uh, describe to me the various ways that Drow launch attacks on cities. You just want a, do you just want a montage of us walking and talking and mercy killing people? I know Ross has, has a madness that he loves killing, but Joe wants to wants yeah. to do some field medic stuff, yeah. and we'll we'll help him. Ro- Rostos, you do see opportunities to kill. Um, I, I like to think that he's killing like things that were fighting him, not just like if a party <laughs> member goes down, I'm not going to just kill my party member. I'm not not saying that, but but there are when you say mercy, mercy killing, yeah, mercy that, killing that has that. to spark something in your <laughs> in your brain where you know mercy kill. That second half of that phrase sparks your brain. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, sure, but I also have kept Farkas alive, so I have to, you know, within reason. Sure, but you, okay, again, think about Rostos's brain. You can save Fargus in your brain. These people you're watching, mm-mm. <laughs> 
Oh, Walk with me. Get with me. Okay. Don't get too overzealous, okay? I won't. As I'm smiling and uh, sort of uh, If you need whipping. healing, I can help with that, please. You no, know, like what? a kid winding up a baseball uh, to throw it really fast. I'm just twirling my axe like that. Also lacrosse, sticking it, spinning it around. Yeah, Joe does field medic work and is like, we'll give him the, the thumbs up or the thumbs down if the guy's going to make it or not. Should yeah. I cut his head off? <laughs> You'll, I'll, I'll say this. You, you find a couple where like it's so bad that Swerf Neblin have abandoned that person, but they're still a little bit alive because it's it's just so bad. So, TJ, you get. I'll give you two two kills however you want to do it and uh drow you you patch up one of them um uh on the field pretty quickly because you you have medical expertise right yes yeah so you patch up one of them and you actually save one of the guys and i'll write that down um uh to add to the the the, 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 the proficient not expertise but yes that that's fine i'm not i'm not not too worried about this he wasn't that fucked he was being a baby he's like oh i got a strawberry on my leg um, but TJ, and go ahead. Describe your two kills on Swerf and Oh my as, god! As, after Dro assesses them, and I imagine he looks up and gives me a <laughs> nod or something. <laughs> he gives you the the hand across the neck that the, the cut. Yeah. Like, no, I no. think this one's done. <laughs> I, I bend down and I go, ah, "You've done well for this city. You've kept many friends and people alive." Tell my wife, I love her. What's her name? Tulip. Yes, Tulip, and your life shall be remembered for what you did for this city. What's that over there? And then... Oh, uh, oh, oh head, my God, no. I just got chopped <laughs> oh, off. No. <laughs> What's that over there? With a huge smile on no, his face. No, no. <laughs> no. What's that? Okay, one down, one to go, Rostos. <laughs> and in between that, Drill will be like, I don't know how these drow do it. We went out on Scott, and I'll be explaining to him that we're kind of different groups, and I might not have the best intel. <laughs> they took the women ahead, and the men stayed back, and, and that was that. And then I'll get look at him again, the, do the hand across the neck. This one's not going to make it. Uh, son, we would not have achieved victory if it was not for your brave sacrifice. I'm 15. Oh my god. Oh no. Ah, my dear <laughs> And you shall see 16 I've and ne- 17. I've never known the love of a woman. Is that so? Tell me, what is it like, Mr. Minotaur, the hero? Oh. Love of a woman is like, and it zooms into Rastos's mind. <laughs> <laughs> Not the way I play. <laughs> Uh, as he's sitting in this like almost prison-like cell that has like a nice uh, couch, he's a young minotaur. And uh, <laughs> this this sort of older man comes up with this beard, and he's like, "Good job in the pits today. You tomorrow might be your last. So tonight, I got you a woman." Oh no! <laughs> oh, no. We fade to black right there. Please, I'm asking a favor for a friend. Holy please. shit! Please. Uh, and I, I like to think Rastus had no idea what to do with her, so they just spent their time wrestling and sparring. That's okay, cool. That's I like fine. that. That's yeah. Uh, and, but <laughs> she, 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 she tries. My she tries kissing him at one point. He looks at her like, "What the fuck are you doing?" <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so then it, it zooms back out, and he's like, "When a woman loves you, 
they do the things you like to do with you. <laughs> they spend quality time with you when you need it most. And, uh, I'm just curious, TJ, make a, of... make a persuasion roll. Sure. That's how we're gonna oh, or yeah. judge this. Roll. 16 okay. plus persuasion. You're fine, you're fine. Uh, uh, finish what you were saying. They're there when you need them most and uh, you don't really need them. You just need yourself and a couple of friends I found out. So don't worry as I start uh, pulling the axe back. He's going to say, Rastos, thank you. you I'm ready. <laughs> oh, my God. Before I swing it, you know my name, son. You're a hero to the city of Blingdenstone. What is your name? My name is Philip. <laughs> Philip, I will smite down several drow in your name as I... As I go, hey, look at that over there. Yeah, he, he, he looks up, what is it? Yeah, just, dude, what the fuck? <laughs> Holy shit. All right, so Philip is dead. Uh, merc- mercifully killed by Rostos. Okay, okay. Now that that is done, we need to get back to uh, Sunny and Dobro to see what our resources are, how many troops we still have standing. We need to know what we have to fight against, what they have. We should get back to Digger Matic Hall now. Maybe Sark will come back soon with more intel, and then we can plan from there. Agreed. Okay. Um, so you all head back to Digger Matic Hall. Is that what everyone wants to do? Sure. Yeah, yeah I think okay. so. Uh, yeah. Everyone heads back to Digger Matic Hall. You guys are uh, from the battle, but you're not looking totally shitty because you fucked up the Pudding King. Yeah, right. good boss, Joel. Um, I mean, and, I lost like seven hit points. I, mean, I look pretty huh? fucked I up. I lost like seven hit points. Seven out of what? I don't know. I just... He lost a way more than seven, buddy. I, I lost half, and I'm resistant to poison damage. Oh, we're fine. Uh, so you all head back to uh, Diggermatic Hall, and uh, it's kind of the, the similar scene of uh, uh, Dobro and Sinny um, kind of around the table. Sark is actually up front near the gate, kind of figuring out the guard stuff. Um, so it's just her um, and... Dobro, and a few others, Furf Neblin, whose names you don't know, just kind of there to aid, and they're clearly playing things out. They have a map of Blingdenstone that you all can see clearly now, everything in Blingdenstone. So I gave you that full map, you know where everything is at. Right. Um, and they are talking amongst themselves, and you hear the normal Paul Giamatti uh, sound of Dobro being like, no, fuck it all, we're fucking done for. And Sinny, with her calm, voice that has been sort of the the rock of Gibraltar for Blingdenstone in terms of the organization of this Furf Neblin. Uh, being like, dear, go sit in your chair. Here's some bacon. She hands him some bacon. He wanders off. I love bacon! And he just goes and sits in his chair. Um, and she sees you all and she just immediately just starts kind of clapping. Like, it's a slow clap, but not like a cheesy one, just like a very appreciative clap. And she just says, you did it? And we're so thankful. Sandy, we're here to help. Do we have a report from the front yet? See, you already know. You heard it. We heard it, but we don't know what happened. A quagoth ran up with multiple barrels strapped up to it and exploded on the gate. It didn't destroy the gate. It destroyed itself, for sure. But it did a lot of damage. We can't take many more of those. I think the drow are letting us know that we're on a sort of time clock. Clock time. Time clock. Borrowed time. 
borrowed time. They're poking at it. Stopwatch. Testing the defenses. Exactly. You want us to feel uncomfortable. It's like a countdown. Countdown. Thank you, Jin. A countdown to annihilation. What? What? No. No. A doomsday. Drew, you and I both. Okay. All right. All right. That's enough of the the metaphors (laughs) of annihilation. We have the three of us. The three of us all know. Drew, you and I, we all know that the Quagoth are not in short supply for the Drow. Many of them. They can easily smash through this with the explosives. That's one of the things we wanted to know, Sunny. I intend to get out there and see what their defenses are, what their offenses are, how many numbers they have. Do you know how many you have loyal to you, willing to stand and fight? After the battle, it seems as though, from what I've heard from reports, there are 15 trained Svirfneblin guards with pickaxes and crossbows ready to go, led by Sark. There are 20 commoners willing to fight. Now that includes miners. When I say willing to fight, meaning able to fight. There are many more Bleeding Stone citizens here, but that's who we're defending. The were-rats lost 10, but they were very happy by the way you treated them. And they felt bad about shooting those poison darts at you and attacking you immediately. So there are 20 of them willing to fight with by side, our side. There are more of them, but 20 capable of fighting. Chipgrin lives? Oh, Chipgrin does not go down easily. <laughs> Good. <laughs> so, 55 against a p- potential 100 and more enemies. The only, aren't good. The only entrance to the city is the stairs that we entered in? Is there no other way for the women and children? She kind of gives you like a wry smile and she's like, that's the only way non-Sferf Neblin No. We don't need to know the specifics, but those not capable of fighting, we need to plan if the worst were to happen. Whether they hold up during this or whether they leave when they need to. But you need to send word to whoever you need to send word to. I understand that. But know this. The people who came back to Blingdenstone did this on their own accord. And they did not make this decision lightly. They knew that they were walking into the jaws of danger. And they knew that the threat of the drow attacking would be omnipresent. We've been destroyed by them twice. We'd prefer to not make it a third time. This city is everything we live for. We want to see it survive. We do not want to do any damage to it. We want to show the drow that we do not fear them and they cannot destroy the city anytime they like. The people here will die for Blingdenstone. Drow will get a look of determination and grit his teeth. Like I said, we're here to help and we have some ideas. But there is a these commoners that are willing to fight, they must have families. They do. There is an issue. If the city were to fall, is there a safe passage for them or somewhere that uh, they can be led to safety? Because uh, we need an extreme backup plan. 
Rastos, with no disrespect, I appreciate everything you've done for this city. I will plan for the way for those families to get out personally. And as a safety means, I prefer not to tell you my own way to get my people out if I have to. Although I will say that will be like pulling teeth. Okay. Uh, that's fine. I, I just feel we should gather up children, mothers. Uh, I will take care of that. Old. I appreciate your concern. I will plan that out. Um, I've been fairly good at moving Sferfnabalan people. Um, however, I'm not used to battles and dealing with the sort of horrors that you all have dealt with. So, I, I, I feel very awkward saying this. She looks over at her husband, who's just like pathetically eating bacon and crying. Um, I think the city is in your hands. Well, for not having done it, you've done a tremendous job from our point of view. Have you any further contact with Yantha from the Stoneheart Enclave? Personally, no. However, I know that Yantha prefers to enter through a secret entrance that only she knows through the mines outside of the city. Whether she's there or not, I don't know. Do you have a way to reach, reach her or any other? I am not a person of magic, but she is. Uh, uh, she has a way to reach people. I can I certainly not. reach her. Okay. Lauren, those skills you possess? Absolutely. Does Blingdenstone have a way to talk to other people? Or is that, again, magic? I, I don't know much about... No, you're, you're fine. Yantha is the one we rely on. She goes back and forth between here and Mantle Dareth. And unfortunately, she was caught there. But she should. She was rumored to be on her way back. That's an cool. important piece, then. And, uh, you know, you told us to talk to Tappy. Can she uh, throw a spear around? You know anything about her? <laughs> Have you seen Tappy? Tappy should not see the battlefield, Rastos. Yes, I do not like to point out that Tappy is very good at collecting the stories, but I don't think that Tappy can make a story. Uh, you know what I'm saying. I don't there are know. certain people who can wield an axe, there are certain people who can pick at stones, and there are certain people who are really good at pouring a draft. That's Tappy. <laughs> uh, I, th- I thought maybe she had uh, some yeah. hidden... Uh, Maybe she was a warrior of the past, oh. settling down. Rostos, I would love nothing more than for her to have <laughs> hidden of warrior abilities right now, but I've got bad news. Well, Cindy, you can clearly tell we're looking for all recruits that we can possibly get, and we are going to attempt to scout soon. We'll we'll need some help. We'll need some supplies if you're willing to aid. Absolutely. So I'm, I'm thinking maybe we get some vials uh, to talk to Kazook. Uh, yes, I would like to try my hand at... They have poison arrows of their own. I wouldn't mind dipping mine in some as well. Listen, the people of Blingdenstone will help you as much as they possibly can. But realize that their resources are also limited. We've been cut off from trade for some days, as Lauren told you. So, things are going to be limited, but they will help you. Cool. There's there's no way of knowing how long we have, but I would guess days. Less than a ten day, less than a week. Well, then it's time to get started. I have a question. Just for DM. Yeah. Do I know the <clears throat> sorry, the dwarven woman that got captured at the beginning of this campaign? Uh huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's an actual dwarven lady. Yeah, dude. Would I know her? 
No. Okay. No. Okay. Um, you would rec- You would know her last name. Okay. Because it's very famous, but you would not know her in particular. So the personally. question would be: Would I be able to message her? No. Okay. No. Gotcha. I'm sorry. Gotcha. Um, um, yeah, no. That, that would that, that would be. That was, I, I that's was a good question. About, I was no. just thinking about that through. Totally like, what fair. We were talking about, I was like, man, that could like she's probably in yep. the fucking jails and shit like that. Totally so. fair. Totally fair. Um, Jesse's referring to a character uh, that we started very very early on with, which was a not a dwergar but a dwarven lady who was captured. Um, who was a monster to be honest. Yeah, like, she, was, she was things. awesome. Her uh, name was Eldith, and yes. not that not that uh, you said it out loud, but Dro's mind is also thinking back to those first couple of sessions of being in Velkenvelve, and Ilvara has been on his mind a lot, and she had two um, kind of kind of lieutenants lieutenants that were mostly always thanking her and remembering their names. They were Shore and Jorlin, I think, mm-hmm. and we picked up on intel that that Jorlin had a particular hatred for her and well that's because his face was completely melted very dis- very disfigured and so he was once her lover um but then he got disfigured and that's actually who Jin pickpocketed the key from double crit oh 20 my God, double crit right. 20 <laughs> the first session of the the campaign stole the key from Jorlin but you also picked up that Jorlin was pissed at Elvara right um, and but you could surmise that again lieutenants of the and Dro you would know this in particular Lieutenants of the Drow don't easily abandon their commander. Absolutely not. But Drow, Drow is thinking back to those memories and remembers Elvara and that rod that she held shore, had that wand, you know, just thinking these over and over, seeing them kind of like a list going through his head. There's also uh, the oh, the Quagoth prince, Prince Do- Darn, Dwarn. He died. And he, he, he died. Got, uh, a dwarf lady got murked when we were running away by a demon. No, she got, she got most arrested. Of our, most of oh. our companions got arrested and or murdered. The rest got murdered. She got captured. But yeah. anyways. She kind of sacrificed herself so you all could make an escape. She got arrested. Jolin's not a bad option, though, man. That's, no, that's it's good. Been, it's that's, been on Drew's That's good to think about. Well, um, I don't mean to speak out of turn, but you all look like shit. Um, no. You've got a little bit of, and she she kind of points at Jen. You've got a little bit of, and she takes a part of her sleeve and puts it over her hand and kind of wipes off some ooze from your face. <laughs> um, do you wish to go see Tappy and rest up? I was going to suggest, I, I know these are battle times. I don't know what my companions need if they want a soft hearth and a, and a clean bed, but I wouldn't mind staying in Diggermatic Hall close to the action in case anything goes off. I can't provide you comfortable... Rock and caverns is all I need. But we can provide blankets and chairs and, of course, a, a roaring hearth. And um, I don't know if you, any of you are into some good old red blinged stowed wine. <laughs> I just, we have plans and this would be a nice central location to be. Also, I'd be honored to house you. I see the map is open to us. I wouldn't mind a copy. I'm going to send my husband to his room because he's <laughs> clearly going to be useless to us. Senny, thank you, truly. No, thank you. Um, and you all can have a long rest, and I think you all are leveling up right now, so take some time to level up. Fuck yeah. Also, um, uh, real quick, I would probably say this as character, but like, I don't want to impose on you, but perhaps I could reach out to my friends in Grakosta. I, I choke at it when he says friends in Grakosta. <laughs> Joe Sharp turns and looks right at him. 
nothing. Eloran. Yes. Choked on my spit there. I am Jin and uh, I know you have met recently. Absolutely. Lauren, I do not recommend that you talk to people in Grackleshug right now. Then it has already fallen. Uh, that's what, what happened last time Jin was there. I understand. I do not want to make you disappointed or lose heart or morale. It seems the drive moved faster than I thought. Things move very fast in uh, this place that we're I'm in. I'm well aware. That's why I aim to bring strength to all of us. If we have time and you want to hear the story of Gracklestow, we can tell you. It is not a happy tale, but we have the information if you do seek it. I'm sure I'll find out soon enough for my companions. Let that us rest. Yet still live. It's a bead of sweat coming down Rathos' face. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Sleep well God. tonight, for we not know how many more we have. Rastos has a flashback of the bartender. And you just you see a smile go across <laughs> Rastos' face, and he shakes his head and goes, It was deserved. <laughs> Camera pans over to Gracklestug, <gasps> where at that bar, it shows the face of that bartender. But as the camera zooms out, you notice that the face of that man is actually a mounted head on the wall now. Tight. Of that bar. That you all, <laughs> the inn that you all stayed in. But you also hear a very charismatic laugh. Just kind of... This is a really nice place. I love what I've done with it. Oh. Like a, a throne with this black creature sitting on top. Maybe. Ralph. Who knows? Well, if we're doing a cutback that we don't see. Sure, yeah. No. <laughs> um, you all can have a long rest. Uh, real quickly, I want to do one more thing. Um, uh, Senny is going to go to uh, up to Jen, and she's going to be like, Jen, can I talk to you for a moment. Hey, it's fancy, in it? You want to talk to Jen in private um, or into the public? Uh, just over in the corner over here. It's not It's not something I want to hide. I'm just curious. I've, I've been wondering about this. You're not going to try to feed me bacon. Do you want some bacon? No, Jen has no idea how you even get to down here, but... Well, we're traitors. <laughs> not traitors, but traitors. <laughs> traitors. Give Jen one second. Yes. <laughs> all right, yes, this all makes sense to Jen. Do you want the bacon or not? No. Okay. I'm curious, Jin, you've seen more of everything happening in the Underdark than I have. Where do you think these demons are coming from? Why are they here now? Oh, this is... It's not a good question for Jin Sani. This is not... No, no... Why, why are they coming here now? What has brought them here? Have you thought about this? I didn't try not to think too much. Could I'm... you do me a favor and think really hard upon it? Oh, That's give... a low, low. <laughs> give Jin one second. <laughs> Jin will just, and Jin will, uh, as, as soon as he's asking Jin to think, Jin will like kind of step back and like, like not want to do this at all, but because... Because I think Jen likes Sinny. <laughs> Jen likes Sinny, uh, especially the, with the way that she treats her partner slash husband. Uh, Jen will step back, and you'll see like the 
the red looking psychic energy form around her head a little bit like the it looks kind of like the phasers just spark up and just like her eyes start to glow a little bit and, we all need to think about this why are the demons things coming to the underdark right now we're never from we're not from here yes but uh, Sani is a nice lady and she keeps asking us for all the things yeah, but we don't have any worship for this. We don't do anything here, but we signed a contract. No, we didn't. We've kind of skirted the outskirts of that. It was yes or no, and we did the maybe. So, June. Jin? Oh, yes. You, yes uh, and Jin will just think really, really hard about so, everything. So, <laughs> Senny is looking oh at God. you, and there's just red sparks coming from your head, <laughs> sort of from, like, overthinking <laughs> as you're just sort of, like, talking to yourself. And Senny's like, oh, what have I done? Um, uh, Elliot, roll a wisdom saving throw. Oh, oh no. <laughs> no, Crazy made a bad face. That's a nine. Okay. Um, I think, wait, it might be less. Think hard. Think, think real hard. Let me force <laughs> oh, no. this on you. Are we in the room with her? Do we have no, they went into the corner. Okay. You're they're, in the room, but we're in the corner. It's like away. a long hall. It's like a uh, Jarl's We're kind of like talking together. Dude, I, the can't, three of us. I can't remember if she gave us back the journal of... Oh, oh it is they have it. I thought it was an eight, but it's a nine. I got that ring on. Okay. Um, so, two things. Um, I need you to roll a D100. Jesus. No. What yes. number is this, Elliot? Yes. I yes. want to consult my chart. After yes. This. Uh, <laughs> it's a 47. It's a good number. It's right in the middle. It's good. So you you start talking in tongues. You you go back and forth from Juniper to Jin, and you I heard you say you said at one point June, June Juniper Jin, like. And you completely fall to the floor, and you all hear this. Jen's st- head starts m- moving back and forth in an insanely fast exorcist type of way, and she starts speaking in tongues very, very quickly. And then finally, she kind of stops, and the red energy sort of calms out from her head for just a moment. And then you just hear her say, <laughs> They're about <laughs> Oh my God. Is it you their voice? Is it Jen's voice? It's Jen's voice, but much lower. Cindy, what are you saying to our friend there? I just was asking questions. I promise. I just asked where I thought where where everything might have happened. Yeah, I like to think that once she dropped, we probably ran over there. What, what yeah. are you doing? I didn't do anything to her. I promise. Um, Jin, Jin, are you back? Are you okay? Jin, you can only speak in babbled tongues. Roll a d10. Six. Wait, sorry, what level of madness is this? Uh, no. <laughs> Forever destroyed. I do I do actually think it's two. Yeah. But, okay. Um, I think it's one or two. I think it's two. Okay. Wait, short, da, 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 da. Two is fine. Yeah, um, what did you roll in the D10? Six. Six, Six hours. Sorry. You cannot speak. You can only speak in babbled tongues. Perfect time for bed. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. <laughs> Jen, Jen. Are you back? Are you back? <laughs> Oh, I keep checking it up here. That's fine. It's two. It'll be two now. Cindy, what did you ask her? I just asked her where I thought, where where she might thought the demons have come from. 
you have the book. It, it says where we've seen them. They but were, but where they have were, they come from? Why are they here? I've been in the Underdark my whole life. They were brought? She said they were brought here. Well, we did see them summoned here. We saw that dance. We've seen a lot. We've read, they've read what we have. Nothing changes. We all need to rest. Listen, I don't... I've, we've been rebuilding Blingdenstone for years. I've never seen these events unfold like this. This is not a coincidence. You all coming here, being captured, the demons that are everywhere, all the madness, the oozes. What should we do about that? That's not okay. That's not normal. I don't Listen, know. Senny, you're not wrong. We're proof of that. I Every will attempt to cast it. tongues on myself to understand. It. Ooh, I love that. Cool. I love that. Um, okay, can we take a quick break there while I think about that? Yeah, That's yeah, really yeah. cool. Um, can you tell, what, what does it look like when you cast tongues? Uh, I feel like uh, I touch Jin's lips and then touch my own and attempt to understand it. Cool. Um, at what level spell is that? Uh, second, I believe. Hold Sweet. On. That's fucking awesome. All right, um, Lauren. Yes. Have you casted tongues before in your life? <clears throat> uh, I imagine uh, talking with like elves above ground, probably. You've casted it before, and it's always like, oh, I immediately understand what you're saying. You cast it on Jen when you put your hand up on her lips and touch it to yours. It hits you fucking hard. It's a burning sensation in your brain. And you immediately do not understand what she's saying. Go ahead and make a wisdom saving throw. Oh, shit. That's my wisdom. Oh, yeah. 17 plus 6, so that's 23. You pass. <laughs> okay, so you it hits you real hard, but you keep your focus. And you cannot understand everything she's saying. She's babbling so fast that you... Uh, Ellie, can we get a babble? Some of it's reversed, some of it's going forward. It's hard for you to understand, but you get about eight words. The abyssal webs, the layers empty, Bainra, Lolth. Those are the words you hear, and you collapse on the ground from the strength of the language that you're hearing. That you, as a traitor, that's not a normal no, fucking yeah. language. That's not anything that should be on this realm. And you understood part of it and got through it without losing your head. Congratulations, <laughs> Lord. But yeah. Impossible. And I'll have my shield on the ground, like knee, on one knee, just kind of like head down, shield and shield and hand on the ground. This is impossible. What language is that? I don't understand. Uh, again, for the next six hours, Jin, you're just babbling. We need to find a place for her to rest. This is the language of. Unknown to us. This is literally a language unknown to us and has the weight of power. 
uh, it's scary. Uh, I don't know what Cinny did, but uh, let us, uh, should we cover her mouth or something? Uh, Dro will be leaning next to her and uh, putting the hair out of her eyes and saying, here, Rastos, give me a hand. It's Ono? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jin covers her mouth. I have Rastos carry her. And we'll set up a little spot for her to, to scream and rest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> scream and rest. <laughs> so you all have a long rest then. Um, Jin, I'm going to say that you, you normally have a trance. Those four hours where you're, you're getting over your shit. Um, and the other four hours you can trance. Yeah, as we um, set it down, we'll just tell the others. Do you want to do anything, Jin? The... No... Jin would like to talk to herself in Babbles. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Can we get a conversation with Jin and Juniper in Babbles? It's the right. She had said, hey, no, shoot the answer. Well, I did. I'm saying, you know, she got tea. She says, and do. That's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> You're a knock on the wall. Hey, keep it down in there. <laughs> you all are all in the same hall, by the way. You're all in the same room. So you, you, you hear it, but Rastus That's get, pretty good. Yeah, that was really good. Uh, Rastus, you get eight hours sleep. Um, uh, Lauren, I think you need eight hours. Yeah, I'm, I'm regular. regular uh, Dro, however, you have four and four. Do you want to do anything in those four? Study the map of the newly revealed city. You can totally make a copy of it. You have that. Uh, totally available to you and also you see that outside of that you have that cavern that you all traveled through is also traced outside of it with the rock formations as well where putting everything together that is where the drow are stationed that's the map of the city the map of outside the city which includes the mining colony and the rock formations. yes thank you dm um and so you all come to uh gin after your trance, you are you can speak legibly now. Your next one, your next madness will be another uh, permanent madness. Um, but you are back to it. Everyone can come back together with a with a full rest, and you are in Diggermatic Hall. Um, Senny is there again. She's pouring over the map, just thinking about what she can do. But you all are free to plan and prep for the Battle of Blingdon Stone. That is inevitable. And real quickly, as you all come to, maybe there's that beautiful little morning song. The ba, ba, da, 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 da. Another explosion <laughs> hits at the gates. Another huge <laughs> shakes the table, shakes the room, and Senny just kind of knowingly looks at you all. It's time. No. Okay. Heads together. <laughs> heads, heads together. Heads together. <laughs> and we'll circle up. <laughs> it's time. <laughs> no. <laughs> and we'll circle the group. What are each of your plans for today? I think I want to go out there and have a look. I, if things are about to get to this crazy, I, uh... I still I, think we have time. I, I don't have much more time with Farkas. I'm going to try to see if I can help him. Oh, I didn't, I didn't remember now. Uh, oh, look, I can talk again. Uh, yes? Do you understand me? Yes? Does it sound sensible? You are speaking yes, common, you are yes. speaking. I oh. understand you. <laughs> oh! <laughs> 
Yesterday was very strange, and then all of a sudden it could not speak regular words. Uh, oh, yes, uh, Nico left behind a little solutions of things for Farkas and said, smash these together and give them to this Farkas fellow. What did you call them? What, Farkas? The things? The person. Them. That's Nico. Ni- ah. Nico. Yes, I, I thought you said it differently. Okay. Oh, really? Nico left these? Yes, with the very explicit instructions. I stole them from their pockets. Uh, <laughs> uh, then I, perhaps... It's ta- like they almost predicted the future in a way, that they might die someday, and, I- and then they wanted to save your friend even though you did not care about them too much. <laughs> What are you saying? <laughs> oh my god. Jinno's not implying anything. Jinno's just, you know. I don't think you needed to imply anything. You just said it. Just flat out. <laughs> we can't have any infighting while we're fighting a battle. Well, Get over it. What's your problem? It's over. Jinno, yeah. go take care of Farkas for you if you want to go do things. Yeah, that it. sounds good to me. Thank you. I did care about him. I've been protecting him. I love the Ross. There's no implications. You already said it. There can't be an implication if you just said it outright. (laughs) (laughs) That's Um, one more ally is always a good thing. uh, Let's do, um, let's say, okay, real quickly, you all tell me what you want to do each, and then I want to go back to Jin and Fargus, but let's see what you all want to do. Uh, Dro, you want to go check Scout? I don't know if you guys want to meta or whatever, but uh, Dro... Well, meta, meta is... Like, it's yeah, going to be Dro, really impossible. Dro wants, to, Dro wants to go Scout, and Dro would ask... He doesn't quite know this, but he wants to ask you, you Lauren... Would, you would know. I'm a, I'm a Durgar. Exactly. You've, you've been a great so, so so you know, like Knowing the Durgar, Dro would ask... Uh, Lauren, if he had a, the capacity to cast invisibility on him, and I think Dro would ask his party and w- would try to get their consent, but would try to go on a solo scout mission for one hour while he was invisible and get numbers and positions of drought troops. You hung out with Hemoth long enough where you know that he can do yeah. cast invisibility. And so, I feel like yeah. races of the Underdark, he knows broad strokes what totally. they can do if you see a race of people yep. to go. They can get big and they can get invisible. Um, although that might be only on Dwergar's cell? No, no, it's, okay. it's, it's a regular cast. Cool. I, I looked that up. Okay, awesome. Um, um, but also at the same time, if, like, in in character, I would say, I understand what you're doing, and I will cast this invisibility, but I'll suggest you take this, and I'll give him my cloak. Ooh. What? What's the cloak, if, Jesse? If, what? Per- if perhaps you get caught, pull up the cloak, and you can expend charges to create real sunlight it may hurt you as well but at least it would hurt everyone around you as well lauren because this is what moonlight this by is, the way <laughs> this is what makes us weak to what is above and you carry it on your back i carry it on my back because it's a necessity because i am yet too weak to stand up to it and for mechanics-wise, if we're going to play it, the Durgar can't cast the uh, invisibility, I don't think. Yeah. Can you? You can? Okay. Absolutely. The, the, I have it right here in my spell list. Yeah, the big right. small is only big I can, on I can cast. I can cast on anyone I touch. Yeah. Well, you can okay. cast invisibility as a second-level spell. And as, invisibility uh, is target creature. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think. So you, what's it, the cloak look like, Jesse? 
The cloak is, it's, it's dark. It's shimmering. Like, again, it's like it's shimmering like it's almost moonlight. And it's this dark uh, cloak that I have to wear above ground to protect myself from the sun. And what it does is it absorbs the sun. And if I'm in the sun long enough, it absorbs charges. And so you can expend charges to cast sunlight. Or you can pull the cloak off and flash it at people to cast blindness and such things. It's basically a sunlight cloak. It absorbs sunlight and is able to recreate it. Sweet. Yeah, Joe's shocked by the gift and does another predator, Carl Weathers, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yes, we'll get through this and then surf will, surface world will be attainable as well as the underdog for both is, of us. It is honorable to meet one that is across the party lines, so to speak. So then, Lauren, since we're at you, what are you going to do in this meantime? Um, I would uh, attempt to... I guess the first thing I would do is uh, uh, cast Sending. Okay. And I would attempt to contact, uh, I would say, the probably the primary uh, leader of our militant half of the, uh, of the caravan. Okay. Because I would imagine that they probably didn't die. Like, the traitors may have died, but I would say, like, the half and half of traitors versus militant, like, the protect, you know, the, you're, the guards. You're, you're trying to contact uh, your buddy, Garen Molthenkrag. And then I will attempt to carry, uh, attempt to contact Garen Molthenkrag. Okay. Uh, you contact him, and it's, it's, it's weird because it's, uh, like, he's on the outskirts of the ability of that sending spell. Okay. So it's a little bit crackly, like if you're trying yeah, to contact yeah, like, somebody through the radio. Like the, D, the, D, the DHL fucking, or whatever it's called, the... Yeah, well, <laughs> not, not, quite, not, not quite as bad as that, like the 56K connection or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But, but uh, no, it's uh, it's more like the, um, just like through like a, a, a handheld radio. Yeah, like right, right, talkies. right. Like you can hear him, and he just hear him say like, Hello, is that you, Lauren? There's some of us here, we're stuck. North of Blindenstone, they came in quick. We, we're here, some of us. Some of us couldn't make it. I was like, stay safe, stay hidden. I'll contact you when it's time to strike. Cool. You know that they're to the north of you. Um, and that's a, fine. A place that at, you're familiar with. At least I know the general direction of them, and it's like, I don't expect them to try and sneak into the city at this point, probably, because, again, that was a miracle that I made it. Yeah. And so... Uh, I would be it's like, almost like you had this, plot armor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? <laughs> no, I'm just joking. And so it's uh, so it'd be, probably be like, you know, if, if we re- need a gap to the north, we I know I can probably get one where it's like we can spearhead a certain spot from two sides, and you know, kind of plan that. So I'll, I'll say something simple where it's like, stay hidden. I'll contact you well, when, he did say, when needed. He did say trapped. Yes, they are stuck. Yeah, and that's fine. Again, I, I assume a lot of like trapped is. Like it's like he like I think if they if they if he I like I talked to him so I would assume that like he's not dead yet so that means he's probably hidden yeah and it's, it's assumptions I'm making yeah as as myself so it's, I assume that he's trapped but safe in a way yeah but it's like it's like okay like if it's time to push it's time to push or it's like I can potentially save you and have like a two pronged attack at a port a point to the north if if needed yeah. Uh, Rastos, what do you want to do? I think I'd watch Jin try to save Farkas. Yeah. Okay. Also, not to jump in at all, but uh, if Lauren was was casting sending, I'd not want to take over his his slots or anything. But I Dro would definitely suggest potentially ascending spell Yantha, the Stone Heart Enclave. Absolutely. Yeah. And I don't know your capabilities, and they might be for tomorrow, but. 
Okay, so Lauren, uh, you are trying to make uh, Dro become invisible. I uh, touch Dro and I say, good luck, and I turn invisible. <laughs> and you realize that you can only cast invisibility on yourself, not on others. <laughs> as the Dwergar uh, ability stands. <laughs> Dro looked down at his forearms, flip them both sides. Uh, uh, it would seem I am the invisible one at this point. It makes no matter. Makes no matter. It is fine. I'll I will cast something else upon you. I'll just look at Sark, who's ever near. Uh, I need a crossbow. And and there, Sark isn't around. He's still kind of uh, dealing with like the, the the guards up front. But there is a like lowly Sperf Nebula dipshit who goes oh, and runs off and go pick, goes and picks up a crossbow and brings it to you. Thank you very much. I appreciate you. And I will. Uh, the little image of a cat runs up. Uh, uh, Dro's arm, and I will cast uh, Cat's Grace, which is enhance ability, second level spell. Nice uh, of a cleric, and it uh, so he has advantage on Dex checks, and also he doesn't take damage from falling twenty feet or less. Lovely. How long are those Dex checks? That's one hour. Thank you so much. So you are be... blessed with the grace of Tuvia. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's exactly. the name of that spell. And we'll be right. Tuvia's grace mm-hmm. is what you get uh, cast on. We'll be right at the the gate and be ready to head out so I can use the full hour and 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 bail and as I depart the city I'll cast get the crossbow and cast disguise self on myself uh, looking like one of one of Ilvara's retinue in the same type of armor and what are you changing about yourself then um, facial features uh, garb obviously a weapon um, I feel like we've seen them three times in the last two months. Totally. So I would be able to know what kind of garb they are, what kind of haircuts they had, what kind of scarring they possessed, and if their armor was nice or not. What well, kind you of, wore their armor for right. a while with the webbing all over it. You all wore it for a while. And then you change your fe- facial features enough to where you're not immediately recognizable as the drow who yeah, is my it, slave. It would meaning be from Ilvara. So be obvious if Ilvara would see drow. So definitely want to not look like that. The, the aim will still be to go around the outskirts and not interact with anybody, but this is just a last ditch effort. What about that lady we saw in uh, Neverlight Grove that we golfed oh, swing yeah. hit? <laughs> That's a good idea. Oh, the, the oh one of those death. dead bodies. Yeah. That's not a bad idea. That is a really good idea, but I would rather go with an Oculus instead of potentially hamstring Not knowing it. the hate. Because it's based off of that face, though. You know? Sure. Well, yeah. No, I want to be a male. Because I'm more comfortable being subservient if I got accused, as opposed to I wouldn't know how to act if I was being a female. <laughs> That's all smart. But all, all good ideas. All good ideas. Um, let's get to the the meat here. Um, Jin and Rostos. You guys, Rostos, you have Fargus with you. I, he's I don't want to. Tucked wanna, away in bed. Oh, he's tucked away in bed. Is he? Did you tuck him? Do you tuck him in tonight? Like the I blankets? Tuck him in every night. <laughs> the blankets oh, like beneath his back. Um, every once in a while, you see a tooth fall out. Oh, um, no. His nose sometimes is nearly his chin. Sometimes his mouth looks like, oh, is that his mouth or is that an eye slot? It's hard to tell. Um, I, I thought I cut him a, a, a bigger mouth hole because it was just a, a tiny melt. I'm sure that's did. aged really well, though. Yeah. You did. Uh. Um, and Jin, you're there with him. Um, you all can describe the scene for me. Uh, you're in Diggermatic Hall. Senny is there if you all need anything. Thank goodness, uh, Frothy, your tappy gave us all these vessels to mix this in. Yeah. It was less of tappy and more of Nico's dead person. 
They're all stopped up. Oh, but, well, at least we got this bowl to mix things in. This is bowl made out of it looks like wood or stone or something strange. Yeah, whatever, fuck it. Let's pull out Nico's instructions. What do they say? Oh, they pretty much say exactly what I was told is I just pretty much smash these things together and it works. It is literally, and it's like, I put these things together and it's like a, a self note where it's like, I put these things together, but it seems that uh, they pretty much just work as said, where you just put it all together and mush it together and it turns into a paste that works somehow. You put the mushroom in the nut bowl and mix it all up. You put the... So, Rostos makes light of the most uh, harrowing situation. So, so it's like uh, there was the there was the uh, gray ooze plus the mushrooms, but then I also had the pristine black ooze. Yeah, uh, yeah, the, the black pudding. In the uh, note said to put it in a mortar and pestle. And so it's like it's basically mix it together and, and pour it in their mouth. Then I will, uh, as Jen, I will attempt to mix them all up into the border and the the mortar, not the board, or the mortar and pestle, and. Sometimes I will add a little bit more. Sometimes I will add just a tiny bit more. I'm trying to eyeball this recipe that is not a recipe uh, for success. Okay. Um, who is leading this? Like, is, uh, Rostos, are you trusting Jen with this operation? Yes, I'm just... Um, if there's anything to hold something or if okay. I need to... Jen. When I hear when I when I, when I hear when Jen hears in the back of her mind or in the back of her while well, she's concentrating, put it in the mortar and mix it all yeah, up. The she song gets really that in, she really seen sweating beads like she gets, put it in the <laughs> cup and mix it all up. Jen gets really enthused about it. And cool. Starts going to her. Roll a medicine check with advantage. You hear the trust your instincts from Mortal Kombat, but Nico's voice. Can I? Not, not from Star Wars. <laughs> no, no. I am also going to use Jin's uh, psychic ability to add a d6 to my check. Okay. Because this could be real bad. Another one come out of my head. Oh! That's a 10. Okay. You make a. You make a. What? As according to uh, Nico's instructions. The, the no longer with us, Nico. You make this sort of black paste from everything with the black ooze and the mushrooms and the gray ooze as well. And you, you mix it all together. You're following Ross's guidance, uh, Ross's guidance and uh, you have a black paste. And uh, according to Nico's instructions, you're supposed to pour it down his mouth. Give it, give it in one second. It does not smell entirely okay. You know magic. Why don't you try a little bit of magic while making this as opposed to this uh, medicine thing? Jin has Rastos. Yes. What do you feel about Farkas? Uh, he was a trusted companion who helped me escape the deep caverns of uh, webs that we were caught in and uh, he taught me to perhaps open my heart a little bit your heart Rastos yes General dig around her backpack and find a little bottle that is like semi heart shaped it's maybe like three ounces full 
It's the filter of love we got a long time ago. Oh, whoa! Oh, yeah, holy shit! Oh, shit! <laughs> wait, 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 where, where did you get that from? We got it ages ago from, I, I, I think, think we might have got, got it off from the, Yeah. Yeah. I, I think we got it from the, when... Uh, yeah. Nick died. I think we got that as part of the fucking thing. Yeah, Tomb of Chaim, I think, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So back in the tomb that they raided, uh, yeah, holy shit. Okay, yeah, oh, yeah, man. yeah. Rastos. And Jin thinks that maybe Jin does not know the alchemy that well, but maybe if you spit in this hardship battle, it will make things better. Uh, just, just do it. Uh, <laughs> Poop your response, Rostos. Just do it. Uh, uh, if you say so. This is what is what written in Nico's instructions. I know you can't read. Yeah, Give hey. us a good spit, Rostos. Yeah. I let it just drip down like the kid <laughs> in uh, Big Daddy when he does yeah. the ketchup a little spit. Bit, a little bit grips on my hands, too. I'm going to just stare at it. Oh, God. Like that. I think that was good enough. <laughs> oh, dude. And I will mix the, all of that into the black paste. Okay. Roll another medicine check. That's also a 10. Okay. Wait, oh, no, man. psychic energy, go. I got, no, I got lots of this. That's a 12. Okay. <laughs> oh, my God. Months in the making. A, two dead characters. <laughs> 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 Several quests in Madness I. I'm also burning a lot of psychic energy. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you wish you told Nico making this shit. <laughs> yeah, I really wish our wizard wasn't dead. <laughs> um, Jin, you've made this concoction. Well, it uh, it turned out a little bit like blacky clear now that it's uh, spitty and love potiony. I see like little pink flecks in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that smells terrible. It does smell bad. It smells like a wet dog. It's uh, not too bad, I guess. Would you like to administer this yourself, or do you want me to do it? Uh, I don't really know. I will do it. He is my friend. Jin doesn't know what she's doing, really, just to be honest with you. Yes, give it to me here. I will administer this concoction. And Jin holds up the, the bowl of concoction liquid slash sludge to Rostos. And it has all the mushrooms? I'm pretty sure we put all the mushrooms in it. Okay. I think it'll be fine. Alright, well. You can blame this one on Jin if uh, Fargus doesn't wake up, I guess. No, no, that uh, the mushroom person gave us the mushrooms. She said it was mixed and all this or whatever. We should be good. Uh, Fargus, buddy. Uh... I've waited to hear your beautiful voice. <laughs> I've carried you so many miles. Welcome back. And I will oh. pour it into his uh, his mouth. Oh, it's preempting a lot of shit. <laughs> you pour it, you said into his mouth, you pour it into what once was his mouth. Mm-hmm. One might call a mouth hole. Um, <laughs> that I helped make, yeah. Yeah, you helped make. <laughs> into this Cronenberg fucking creature. Um, you pour into his mouth and um, you you help him sort of uh, take it down. And you notice that there's been heavy breathing from him for a while, you know, and the heartbeat has been steady but slow. And he seizes up for a moment. <laughs> and he stops. He's not breathing. 
and his body begins to convulse pretty violently, taking on... And he starts kind of making these aggressive motions with his body. But what you start to see is that his ear that normally has been slipping down stops around his cheek and it starts to move back to his face a little bit. Um, And his face begins to congeal into what looks more like a normal um, halfling face. And you start to feel his heartbeat become more normal. But what you see is his mouth is completely covered in flesh and not fixed at all. It is completely, basically covered in skin. And his eyes are there and he looks up at you and he goes, Send me a knife, a knife, a knife. And he, you, you, you see him and he looks at you, Rostos, and you just see him start to cry. Send me a knife, please. Uh, yes, yes, here you go. And she gives it to me. I pop, I pull out of... It will be fine. And I pull out of, out of my tunic. I have one bottle wrapped up around there, and I'll try slicing a mouth hole. <laughs> oh, my God. And, and instantly pouring in a potion of greater healing, so... All right. Oh. Rostos. What do you want to roll for this? Uh... Hmm. Death save. <laughs> death save. Could, could I use uh, I would think either nature for like knowing animals, plants, bro. And things I'm like fine with to, anything you want to give me. Can I? Can I grab uh, Fargus's throat to try to help? Throat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. I'm trying yeah. to hold him down, not, sure, not sure. grab him to choke him to death. But we'll he also him, doesn't understand very many I'm things. I'm fine with that. We'll give him advantage on this, but it's a high check. Fuck. You're performing surgery Fuck. as a barbarian. Uh, yeah, I think I would go with maybe a, a nature check for that. Whatever you can justify, you go for it, buddy. Uh, or, or I can go carefully trying to cut and... Uh, I don't think... I don't think... TJ, this is you. Work. This is all you, man. You're in your own world. You got it. You got it. I'll, I'll look him up and down. I go, it's, all, it's okay as I pour the potion as I start to okay. cut him. Okay. You've got advantage on this roll. Uh, come on, man. Come crit, on, get this Crit roll. 20, 22. Oh! What's the total? 22. Ooh. With a crit 20? Mm-hmm. Wow. A 21 and a 22. Time slows down a little bit. 22, that's fucking crazy roll. You focus in completely. Jin, you're holding down his throat. You're holding him down. Fargus from kicking and screaming, being somebody who just came back to fucking, like, consciousness. And Rostos, your own faith in Fargus, your faith in yourself, your own sense of friendship that you've built with him. I got this. (laughs) (laughs) What do you take out? She gave me a knife. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She she gives you, a, like, a steak knife or and something. I, and then I have a, a potion of greater healing. Good you, oh, I, I was hoping, like, a dagger, like, a really good, sharp yeah, It's fine. It's not a good a, steak Not knife. a serrated yeah, a good knife. Knife. Yeah, it's, it's it serrated. Yeah, you're it right, cuts, you're right. It's, it a, good, it's a good knife. It's it a good cuts me. It cuts me. You, steak knife is you terrible. You focus on him, and you look into his eyes, and you think about what he's taught you and what you've learned from him, and you just precisely put it in between where his lips once, once were, and... Well, I'm, I'm also gonna go. Don't worry, Abril. As I 
as I slice it. For sure. You call him Abril, your friend in Undercommon, and you slice him open. As I'm pouring and out comes potion. out a, a lovely, sonorous, oh, it's <laughs> Marcus's back, baby. He's got yes. a little bit of scar on his face. He's got some pock marks. He's kind of got some oozy stuff that, you know, he's got some scars. You're beautiful. <laughs> Mr. Rostos, I'm back. Oh, thank you so much. Oh, that was in no. hell. I I had many bad dreams. I'm so glad. Aren't you all happy to have me back? I could sing so many songs for you. Rostos is my friend and yes. my hero and there my savior. That's um, just what I missed hearing. <laughs> we have things to do, Farkas. How, how are you feeling? I, I'm great. Where are we? Is everything okay in Gracklestock? Everything oh. is, is a-okay in Gracklestock, Farkas. Uh, just so you know. Is Jim Jar around? I would love to say hello to Jim Jar. Oh, oh. We have things to talk about. What about Nico? Oh. <laughs> Farkas, you've been out for a while. <laughs> Forgot about that. You're the only one that has survived. Only. Only. No, no Drow is still around. Oh, Drow. Drow, Drow's. Drow, where's Drow? Is he still alive? Uh, yes, Drow, yes. Drow, Nico's Drow. just on a quest. Nico is Nico's on a quest reading books. with grass. And Jim Jar's gambling. Jim Jar's gambling. Yes. Jim Jar gambled for us. Jim Jar's gambling. He saved you. He gambled on all of us to make sure that you could come back and tell the story of Jim Jar. Actually, you know, Rastos, just so you know, that portion of the port in his mouth, it might be a little bit weird for you from now on. Like, he might like you a lot. It's fine. Yeah, he liked me a lot before. I've already <laughs> liked him a lot. Now I just like him a little bit more. And, and, and Nico, Nico, they're just reading books and studying spells and writing more... <laughs> The minor, minor tonal songs. They're reading the big book, friend. They're reading the ultimate big book. Is it called the ultimate book uh, yes. of death? <laughs> well, you don't you have say, to put it you like say that. that. You say the ultimate book of death, and Fargus just kind of sits down on the floor. <sighs> you, you do know, Fargus, that you've been uh, out for about 1.2 weeks now. Well, actually, multiple days. Jin does not really understand the passage of time. Well, it's neither neither do I. Um, well, do you remember anything from your time? Any waking moments? Do you remember not that? exactly waking moments. What I saw was over and over again a a wave of green and black ooze overtaking a sort of woman made of mushrooms, oh, no. and then becoming this. <laughs> Unholy. Oh, stop. We'll stop you right there. Okay, Don't worry. Okay, all right. Oh, Fair no. enough, Mr. Oh, Rostos. No. Anything you say. I know there's a lot of information that I'm coming back to, but I am happy to be back amongst the land of the living. Oh, and he no. just tries to start doing a little top, top but, dance. Oh, but no. have you met Cinny or Dobro Digomatic? Uh, perhaps you could recount this to them. Uh, I'm going to go see about getting something real quick if you want to explain this dream to them because she has a very inquiring mind about uh, things that revolve around that. Absolutely. <laughs> Anything you say, Mr. Rostos, you are my savior. Rostos and Fargus till the end of time. That's it, baby, as I'm tapping my little boots. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs>